Tantor Audio, a division of Recorded Books, presents Angel Fever by Ella Summers, narrated by Holly Adams. Part 1 Chapter 1 Angel in Training It was snowing in the living room. Last week, the curtains had caught on fire, and the week before that, a minor tornado had besieged the sofas and armchairs. That's what it meant to have a ten-year-old angel in training in the family. I waved my hand to dissolve the snowflakes, turning the living room into a winter wonderland. Let's try this again, I said to my son Nero. I aimed a punch at his chest. Nero grabbed my arm and stepped out of the way, using my momentum to push me down. I'd been teaching him the ways to use his opponent's power against them, since he did not yet have any magic to speak of. Good. I told him, rising from the wooden floor. I really needed to talk to Damiel about putting down a few training mats in his living room. It didn't hurt too much when I hit the floor, but it wasn't pleasant either. My father, the Archangel General Silverstar, who'd trained me to be an angel since I could walk, would have denounced the use of mats. He was a firm proponent of the what-doesn't-kill-you-only-makes-you-stronger philosophy and of the hardship-builds-character mantra, and the you-won't-make-him-an-angel-by-coddling-him school of thought. That last one was a direct quote. Next exercise, I told Nero. This time, when he grabbed my striking arm, he twisted it behind me as he stepped aside. Unfortunately for him, I was far stronger than he was. I flipped and spun around, and he hit the ground. Again, I said, though I hardly needed to. Nero had already pushed himself off the floor, ready to try once more. He always got up again. He might not have any magic yet, but he had the willpower of a fully initiated soldier in the Legion of Angels. And that was the most important part of surviving the God's Nectar, having willpower to spare. Nero went through the same move again, and fell even harder this time. List the categories of sea magic spells, I said as we repeated the exercise. He hit the floor again, but I knew he was learning from every failure, just as he improved with every victory. Steam, rain, hail, and snow, he answered my question. Even as I trained his body, I quizzed his mind. An angel had to be smart as well as strong. And the five types of snow, I asked, striking. He twisted, I spun and he fell. Nero jumped up. Powder, crud, crust, slush, and ice. I met the devious spark in his green eyes. The snow classifications in magic, not skiing, smarty pants. Frost flurries, snowstorm, snowburst, and blizzard. He rattled off, completely unabashed, and his eyes still shone with mischief. Your opponent attacks you with an ice spell. What do you do? I asked him. Shatter the ice with a psychic punch. And if you're only a level four soldier, I cast a fire shield. And using only vampire powers, I use my strength to smash through the ice. With witch's cauldron, an ice eater potion, siren song. He hesitated a moment, his brows drawing together. I compel my opponent to jump in front of his own ice spell. I nearly laughed. New scenario. Your opponent uses his earth elemental magic to grow an unfriendly tree out of the ground. The tree attacks you. What do you do? 
I use my elemental water magic to evaporate the moisture from the tree. Then I use my fire magic to set the dried out tree on fire. His answers were spot on, but he was having less luck with the physical exercise. He hadn't managed to pull off the move yet. I was too strong. Giving up? I asked as he stood there, a contemplative look on his face. No. I was about to attack him again, but he didn't wait for me this time. Powering forward with all his weight, he slammed his head into my chest. I was so surprised by his maneuver that he managed to bowl me over. I looked up at my son in shock. Laughter filtered into the living room from the open kitchen door. Damiel stood in the doorway, his ocean blue eyes sparkling with wicked delight. I don't need to ask where Nero learned that move, I said dryly to my husband of twenty years. Damiel also trained our son, but his methodology was decidedly different than my own. His sessions resembled street fighting more than preparatory schooling for the Legion of Angels. The enemy doesn't always stand in orderly lines, Cadence, waiting for a handshake, replied Damiel. The universe is a dark and dirty place, full of miscreants. And you can't always assume you're going to be the strongest person in the room. Or on the battlefield, for that matter. I glanced back at Nero. It was like looking at a younger version of Damiel. Nero's hair was more caramel than bronze, and his eyes were green rather than blue. But from forehead to jaw, both father and son shared the same face. Time to get changed for dinner, I told Nero. Your grandfather will be arriving soon. Nero went to his room, and I followed Damiel into the kitchen. He's only ten, Damiel, and you're teaching him the basics of street fighting. His eyes twinkled. He's moved well beyond the basics of street fighting by now, princess. I sighed. Nero might be ten, but he's not getting any younger. Damiel wrapped his arms around me. I dropped my head to his chest. At least my father didn't arrive at the very moment to witness our son's fantastic display of disorderly fighting. Damiel kissed the top of my head. It was pretty fantastic, wasn't it? I looked up at him with narrowed eyes. You're going to get our son into trouble. No, I'm teaching our son how to get out of trouble, so that the next time some hotshot legion brat attacks him to prove his heavenly value to himself and his angel parent, Nero can put all doubts of who is best to rest. And all attacks, too. Legion brat. What had once been a derogatory slur was now a term of respect for the offspring of an angel. Back when I'd been a child, I'd been the only one. But now there were many more. None of them had to live with the dubious distinction of being the first and only offspring of an angel. That didn't mean the Legion brats didn't fight amongst themselves, as each one tried to prove who was the worthiest. They saw themselves as better than everyone, as practically angels already, even though they had yet to sip the god's nectar and earn their first gift of magic. Those kids had it all backwards. Being an angel was not about power. It was about sacrifice. The Legion granted powers to its soldiers so we could protect the earth, so we could serve the people of the earth. But that power came with a very real price. Once you joined the Legion, your life wasn't truly your own anymore. Nero is the only child ever born of two angels, 
Damiel said, and that makes him a target to every other Legion brat out there. Their parents have all told them that Nero is the person to beat. I knew Damiel was trying to protect Nero, and that he was doing it in the best way he knew how, pretty or not. This was about survival, and Damiel would do whatever it took to ensure Nero's. You've lost faith, I said, holding my husband tightly to me. I've lost a lot more than that, Cadence. His voice was rough, sandpaper and spikes wrapped over a raw, wounded soul. Damiel had never been completely polished around the edges, but in the twenty years we'd been married, those edges had grown rougher. The turning point had to be the tragic death of his best friend Hiro during Damiel's archangel trials ten years ago. Damiel had played by the gods' rules and lost. And as time went on, Damiel had to deal with the Legion's ever-growing paranoia more and more. As the master interrogator, it was his job to hunt down every faint whisper of treason. The investigations were ceaseless, the interrogations brutal. It was all spreading Damiel so thin. He'd lost faith in the Legion, in what we were doing. Not everything is perfect, I said. But we are all the Legion of Angels, we as parents, doing the best that we can. Perhaps we are all failing at perfection, but we keep going. We keep trying. Damiel had once told me that the only reason he stayed at the Legion was because of me and Nero. Otherwise, he would have left long ago, freeing himself from the Legion's corruption and from the gods. He said the gods were not saviors, that they were no better than the demons, and that this world would be better off without either of them. But all he said to me now was, You are my light. My life would have been so different without your love and faith in me. I would have been different. Without you, I would have been nothing more than the Legion's weapon, the terrible, monstrous master interrogator who relished the act of sinking his arm's elbow deep in the unholy murk that swirls around us all. You are not a monster, Damiel. I'm not so sure. A smirk broke his hard lips. On the other hand, monsters don't cook this well. He clearly didn't want to talk about this, and I wasn't going to push him. Instead, I glanced down at the pancakes sizzling in the frying pan. We're about to eat dinner, not breakfast, I reminded him. Pancakes work at all times of the day, Damiel replied in a very matter-of-fact tone. It's exactly this sort of roguish behavior that will get you into trouble, Damiel Dragon Sire. One can only hope. Suddenly, his intentions became all too obvious. You're making pancakes to provoke my father, aren't you? My father believed in following etiquette to the letter. And pancakes for dinner did not at all fit into his order of the universe. I'm making pancakes because they are delicious, Damiel told me. They are delicious, I agreed. He nodded, looking quite pleased with himself. And yet, in twenty years of marriage, you've never shared your secret pancake recipe with me. You've looked into my soul, Cadence. What is a pancake recipe compared to that? He replied smoothly. Important. His chuckle was the epitome of smugness. You must really like my pancakes. I shrugged. They're all right, I guess. 
Truth be told, Damiel's pancakes were heavenly. I'm beginning to wonder if you love my pancakes more than you love me. I winked at him. Only when I'm hungry. He leaned in closer. You make me hungry. His hot whispered words fell against my lips as his hand traced down my arm. Heat blossomed inside my body, a fever storm of cascading sensations, crashing and building. My hands plunged down his back and grabbed his butt. Something was burning, and it wasn't just the food. He chuckled into my parted lips. Any time, love. He lifted me onto the countertop. A boom of thunder shook the kitchen. Dragon sire, you idiot. You're letting my dinner burn. My father's voice cracked like a lightning-charged whip.